0: What's ahead for the Charter and Fractional Ownership Markets? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan, brought to you by Varion, formerly ATP. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the very latest business aviation news and information. The expression, may you live in interesting times, is about as overplayed in our post-COVID world as the word unprecedented. But nevertheless, this has already been an interesting year for charter companies and fractional ownership operators, and for, of course, their clients. With some high-profile players going out of business and others seemingly on the ropes, it's understandable if you're wondering if the good times have receded a bit. But you may also be surprised with the answer. When I look at the
1: Wing X data, their most recent report showed that, you know, while everything is off of the highs from last year, it's still higher activity than before the
0: pandemic. Doug Gollin is founder and editor-in-chief of Private Jet Card Comparisons. I'm actually right now in the middle of doing my annual subscriber survey,
1: and we have enough responses at this point to start seeing some trends. And I think the biggest question that comes up is always, what about all of those new people who started flying privately at the outset of the pandemic or because of COVID, or at least since the start of the COVID pandemic uh, back in the beginning of 2020? And if I look historically, in 2021, 100% of those new flyers said, yes, we're going to continue to fly privately, either regularly or occasionally. Last year, that number dropped to about 94%. So about 6% said, okay, we've either stopped or are going to stop. The other thing that's interesting is that the percentage of flyers who said they're using private aviation regularly actually went up from 40 to 50%. So despite all of the challenges, These new people that have come into the market seem to be sticking with it. And then if you flip and and you look at the segment of the respondents who said they were flying privately before the pandemic, 51% say they're flying a similar amount, 37% say they're flying more, only 12% say they're flying
0: less. So these numbers are all pretty good. That is good news. But Brian Foley, founder of Brian Foley Associates, cautions we must also remember exactly what that market was like before COVID-19. Pre-pandemic, the charter
2: industry was sort of stagnant. Operators weren't real happy with their pricing for a long time. There was a lot of consternation with relative newcomers that were uh, according to established operators, undercutting on price and making it a, a difficult environment. Along came COVID and made charter suddenly very popular, especially because there's just low barriers of entry. You can you know, p- pay to get on the airplane and get off it wherever you want uh, without a commitment. So that made that end of the market uh, very interesting for a lot of folks that were newcomers. Fast forward to today, And from what I've seen, charter activity is dropping right now. Fractional seems to be holding its own. It's certainly still above 2019, but it's far below its
0: previous highs. Brian, you wrote earlier this year that charter now faces a reckoning of sorts, with some operators encountering well-publicized difficulties. What factors are hitting these companies hardest? The reason is really multi-pronged.
2: First, a lot of these companies that are experiencing difficulties right now, have a high load of debt. So they were very leveraged companies at The time when they were operating before now, uh, the cost of capital was very low. Investors were very interested in in coming in and helping early stage companies like this. So it was a a good environment to be in. But where we are today is that money by investors is going elsewhere, more attractive opportunities than, than aviation. The bills are coming due on those debts. And at the same time, with a drop of charter activity, some of these companies depended on th- doing subcharter for much larger fractional or charter organizations. And that has evaporated <laughs> lately because the primary charter provider wants to keep that business because it's very expensive for them to buy subcharter. And those that depended on it in, in the subcharter have a lot less traffic. So a combination of all those things, debt, a reduction in charter and, and sub charter and the lack of investment dollars is, like I said, be a, l- a little reckoning <laughs> in the industry right now. That started and I, I think we'll continue to see this through the rest of the year.
0: My third guest today is Roland Vincent, president of Roland Vincent Associates. And Rolly, having heard Brian's and Doug's perspectives on the market, do you think we're experiencing a momentary blip right now, or is this more of a new normal? I think one of the factors we are looking at is really the supply chain. Think of the
3: supply chain of our services industry. A lot of folks talk around the OEMs and, and you know them getting parts or not getting parts to their line. We've been seeing that in the operating world for some time where essentially the charters have not been able to perform to the level of demand that really surged starting really in mid 2020 after the pandemic had been what, two, three months along, we were all worried about our industry and then suddenly the demand just not not just came back, it just it really erupted and our industry has not been able to accommodate that demand. I mean, whether it's pilots or MRO slots, or or just generally, you know, when things go wrong, when weather is is an issue, where can we get backup? Because we've made these promises to customers and then suddenly can we deliver on those promises? I think that's been a big test for industry. We're really still a pretty small player in the grand scheme of things. And we serve a very demanding clientele. I think it's been a learning process for many who've come into the industry thinking, hey, this is the place to be. I want to invest, as Brian was saying, and then that investment flow has really uh, curtailed. And now we're seeing the reality. I mean, let's face it, it's a very difficult industry when you have an on-demand situation uh, where you never know where the next customer is coming from in the charter world. You've got to be very mobile with your assets and that includes our people. I don't think we've done a great job there in all cases, in some cases outstanding. And I'd say the so-called flight to quality is definitely there. Uh, players, in, in especially in the fractional world who are operating large fleets, they've invested in this business for many years. They understand this industry and how to be mobile, which is really what we're talking about, much more so than, let's say, someone who's just come in and, you know, with a good idea maybe, but frankly, not the execution that uh, was necessary for long term success.
0: More of our conversation in a moment, after this word from our sponsor.
4: Take your aviation operations to new heights, introducing Varion, formerly known as ATP, your ultimate partner in achieving maximum aircraft uptime. At Varyon, we understand the challenges faced by everyone in aviation. Our industry-leading technology solutions revolutionize aircraft management, so there's no more waiting, no more wondering, and no more wasted effort. Get real-time visibility of your maintenance, inventory, operations, and regulatory data right at your fingertips with an easy-to-use system, backed by a team of experts with deep aviation knowledge, offering 24-7, 365 support. After 50 years in the business, we have built a growing reputation for getting our customers more aircraft uptime. That's why thousands of aircraft operators worldwide have already discovered the power of Varyon. Say goodbye to downtime and hello to increased efficiency and profitability. Visit Varyon.com to learn more. Varyon, let's get you more uptime. We're back
0: now with Brian Foley, Doug Gollin, and Rolly Vincent, and our discussion about the state of the charter infractional market. Roly the benefits offered by charter and fractional aircraft remain much the same, of course, as they were during COVID. Flexibility, convenience, and ease of access, to name a few. How should operators market these advantages in the post-pandemic world? Well, I think
3: it starts with due diligence. I mean, these are very well-heeled uh, customers who normally, in a normal market, which we've not been in, by the way, do their due diligence, whether it's buying an airplane and and you know, waiving the the pre-buy inspections like we've seen over the last few years. Oh, this is a, lo- a lot of money on the table and, and these are people who are very wise about money management and we've seen some, I'd say almost uh, panic behavior in the last couple of years where people just, you know, I need to get assets or I need to get, to, to get my folks and my people, my family from A to B. And I'd say there's been maybe some irrational behaviors and we're seeing, a, thankfully, I think a return to, okay, due diligence. Let's look at this operator. Let's look at the track record. How do we really feel about the service? Uh, Did they perform last month? There's a lot of data out there. And Doug and and, and Brian, myself, we put out a lot of reports on the industry. So, you know, people are, are back to doing what they should have done from the beginning, which is due diligence.
0: Doug, what are respondents telling you are their top priorities and concerns with charter companies and fractionals? As Raleigh mentioned,
1: there have been service letdowns. Some of those are because of companies buying companies and trying to consolidate operations in COVID. Some of it's supply chain shortages, part shortages, labor shortages, shortages of pilots, You know, delays getting fueled at the FBOs, air traffic control delays. So people were paying more. And getting less. And in fact, I think there's a lot of action right now, sort of musical chairs where if I looked back a year ago and looked at the percentage of subscribers who said they were able to negotiate some type of concessions, free hours, flight credits, things like that, the percentage that are getting some, some type of additional perk that they're negotiating beyond what was being offered, has increased. So the providers are hungrier. About 60% of the respondents to my survey who answered that they're looking to maybe change providers. The number one reason is price, increased prices. Flight delays were around 38%. Declining customer service, 32%. Too many blackout days, 24%. So they're looking at the prices that they're having to pay to renew with their current provider. But when they go out and they compare, because they're thinking about how much was, was I paying 12 months or 18 months ago, the last time I had to purchase, well, they're seeing that the prices have gone up across the board. And I think when we talk about sometimes companies are having challenges, I did ask a question this year about, uh, are you concerned about the financial viability and stability of companies? And these people certainly are concerned, but at the end of the day, they're weighing the money as it it seems like a factor. Despite all of the, the turmoil, all of these issues we see and we read about, these people are still focused on how much they're paying. And now it's getting back to that wheeling and dealing type things. So I think it was like that before COVID and it's getting back to that.
0: So Brian, how concerned should operators be about passengers leaving the charter and fractional market? What can they be doing to retain them? There's not a whole lot
2: that can be done. I mean, it's a human behavior factor where someone leaves a program or flies less and it, it's often cost driven. So s- stopping that person who is let let's call price elastic that's very sensitive to pricing is a difficult thing. but that's certainly something that customers do is from time to time when their term is up or they use up their their jet card hours, they, they might poke around, they might talk to someone else that's using it, you know one of their friends or colleagues. so that, that's always a risk of changing. I guess the very reason that, People enter a program as far as being easy to, to come in. It's just as easy to divorce yourself from that, too. Um, there's really no strings attached. And once you use up your hours or finish your flight, you're free to go. So there's, there's really not an incentive built in like with buying a fractional share or buying a
0: whole airplane. It sounds like the charter and fractional markets are proving to be more resilient than the perceptions might indicate. But should we expect more turbulence ahead, Brian?
2: I feel what we've heard so far in the news might just be a bit of the tip of the iceberg. And those stories aren't over yet. You know, they're they're out in the open now and they're being discussed. But there's potential time bombs (laughs) that are uh, laying out there that if they implode or decrease in size by any significant amount, it wouldn't only affect them and their stakeholders, but it could potentially affect the, the used aircraft market if there's a bunch of aircraft divestitures, which in turn could hurt the folks that do leasing or loans, which in turn could hurt the new aircraft manufacturers since there's so many you know used ones on the market. But the environment for the week isn't getting any better with higher interest rates, with charter utilization coming down and lack of investment out there. So I think we'll see, if anything, a little bit of an acceleration throughout the rest of the year. And... While that sounds a little bit dire in the long run, by culling the herd a little bit and having just the strong players with sound business plans and sound strategies out there could make for a healthier overall market, not only for ourselves and business aviation, but for the consumers out there as well.
3: Rolly, what do you think? I think right now we're tracking in our in our sentiment indicators. The sentiment is still pretty muted actually, especially in North America, which is uh, something we haven't seen for years. We've never led a downturn in sentiment as we as we monitor it. So those folks who own and operate airplanes, the mood is muted in the U.S. and, and what's going on there are a lot of different things. I'd say generally uh, this is a great market to be in. Uh, we're, we're glad to have seen the investment that's been happening. We're seeing a distillation effect right now where things are settling down a little bit and, and those customers are going to stay are in the back of the airplane. That's great. Some will have dabbled and and, and are going to leave. And if they haven't left already,
0: that's that's normal.
3: I would say nothing about this market right now is surprising. We're seeing exactly what we expected.
0: Of course, there are also all the usual external factors that often weigh against the industry. Right, Raleigh? Yeah, I think just the unexpected volatility and certainly the interest rate changes that we've seen. We saw
3: another adjustment very recently from the Fed. So, we're seeing you know, strong inflation still, relatively speaking. So, those are some of the big picture items that are, uh, I think, affecting the market.
1: Doug? I have to agree with Brian and Raleigh. I think there's going to be a lot of challenges for the providers. They're now getting pressure from people who are saying, don't push my rates higher. Negotiating is coming back. And at the same time, for the providers, their costs are going up. Pilots want to be paid more. Maintenance techs want to be paid more. Training costs, more ports cost, And so the operating costs are going up. The pressure on what you can charge the consumer is going down. And so it's going to be a very, very interesting next 6 to 12 months one of the reasons people join the jet cards and memberships, the ones that have guaranteed availability and fixed or capped hourly rates is they're just easy to use. You know, in some cases, if you look at those specific programs that have been in the news, they have aircraft types or service areas that are somewhat unique where they're doing things where there's not a lot of competition. And so Unless there's more bad news about these companies, they're going to remain attractive to a segment of consumers because they're doing something that maybe the other companies aren't.
0: Brian, I kind of went into this discussion with the sense our current situation felt a little different than what we've seen before. But in the end, even with the impact from COVID, this seems like mostly familiar territory, actually. I've always maintained that by the time all of the dust
2: finishes settling, everyone will have a bigger addressable market by about 10% than it would have been without COVID, meaning that charter utilization going forward will always be 10% higher than it would have been pre-COVID, um, new aircraft sales 10% higher, used aircraft 10% higher, fractional, etc., So going forward, as far as our conversation today, I think there's that built-in bar that's been raised 10% that'll be the new base
0: of business going forward. My thanks again to Brian, Doug, and Roly. And in addition to following them for their insights on the state of the business aviation market, be sure to also check out NBAA's Aircraft Charter Consumer Guide, which offers a high-level overview of the segment and answers many common questions about chartering a business aircraft. You can find the guide and also stay abreast of all the latest charter news at nbaa.org forward slash charter. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan sending out 3,500. Right, we got him inside. We're slowing it back to 170,